0: possible return of an old friend. And we're talking a little bit of Kirk Cousins versus Joe Burrow with a guy who covers the Bengals here on the Locked On Vikings podcast. You are Locked On Vikings, your daily Minnesota Vikings podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hello, everybody. Welcome, welcome, welcome to another episode of the Locked On Vikings podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. As always, I'm your host, your pal, and the kid you copied off in math class. My name is Luke Braun. You can find me on Twitter at Luke Braun NFL. You can find the show on Twitter at Locked on Vikings. Thank you so much for making Locked On Vikings your first listen of the day every single day. Today on the show, um, we will talk about... A possible Kyle Rudolph return. The rumors are heating up. And also, I'm going to spend most of the show talking about an interesting thought that I had about Kirk Cousins, and it involves Joe Burrow and comparing the two, not ranking the two, not trying to argue over who's better, uh, but just sort of drawing the distinctions and what we can learn from that and become more informed watchers of the sport. It was a cool conversation with uh, Mike Santagata. of um, He does a lot on Locked on Bengals, and he covers the Bengals for Sports Illustrated as well. So we're going to talk to him. But first, let's talk about Kyle Rudolph. So on Thursday... Uh, Jeremy Fowler of ESPN reported that Kyle Rudolph is not retiring. He's not done. And he has talked to both the Bucks and the Vikings about a possible return. The Bucks make a lot of sense, right? They just lost Rob Gronkowski and they need a new kind of a new person to fill the role of a reasonably versatile tight end that can still catch and run routes, but is mostly a blocker. They need that. That's a great fit, I think. Um, But also here in Minnesota. I think with the way the offense has put been put together, I don't think Kyle Rudolph is as good a fit here as he is in uh, as he would be in Tampa Bay. But well, the odds of this are still very up in the air. For one, Jeremy Fowler didn't um, like say it's happening didn't say that he's like there's been a couple conversations and there's multiple suitors these two teams are just two of them so we're not even down to the final two or anything like that there's a lot of stuff that can happen but the way I like to do it on this show is okay this is a possibility let's see what we think of if they should do it do we want this um but I'm definitely not the guy to tell you the odds for it you're gonna have to go to the beat reporters for that but I don't know it's probably gonna be like the minimum right so like who cares (laughs) and you're you're he's not gonna start over Irv Smith or anything like that Um, he would be probably competing with like Johnny Munt and Nick Muse and whoever else for, uh, backup roles, but the tight end depth is a little sketch. So I favor doing, I favor grabbing any tight end. Honestly, um, I wanted them to draft one higher than Nick Muse. So yeah, of course I think they should still be in the market for any tight end. And sure, if it's Kyle Rudolph, there's an emotional thing that I just say like, uh, yeah. Okay. Yep. Do it. Great. Love it. Sure. Don't care. <laughs> like, that's, I, I'm just gonna be a sucker for that. Like, everybody put on your Rudolph jerseys and go to the games, and now he's playing for the team again, and that makes us all happy, and that's fine. So, from like a fan perspective, like, I, let your feelings take you. I don't care. Uh, but from a pure football, is this the right move? Perspective. As long as you're not shelling out six million bucks for this dude to come play tight end two for you, like the the cost that it probably will have is going to be totally something they can stomach so that's fine I think he's still a pretty good blocker I think he's gonna be a good red zone target until the day he until his body can't move anymore Um, I mean he'll always be a good red zone target and that does not rely on the youthful athleticism that he used to have that has now obviously left him Um, he just needs to be big and go catch he's great at that and he, he could do that till he's 40 right if his body holds up um, so I, I think that'd be great, right? Go do 12 personnel in the red zone and you got Irv Smith and Kyle Rudolph. And we just talked earlier in the week about Justin Jefferson and Adam Thielen in the reds or yesterday, right? About Thielen and Jefferson in the red zone and how scary that is. Yeah. Get Kyle Rudolph running fade routes like he did against the saints in the 2019 playoffs. Right. Great. Perfect. Love it. Um, so I'm for it. Sure. There's no way this costs enough for me to not be for it. That's going to be my take, I guess. Um, so, Let me now move on to the conversation with Mike about Joe Burrow and Kirk Cousins. It was a really cool conversation because we weren't trying to just argue over who's better or what's better. We were just sort of going back and forth on the differences, just the different styles. Um, But first, let me talk to you about grambling. If you want to bet on, say, Adam Thielen or Justin Jefferson uh, over-unders, we talked about those yesterday. You can hear my analysis there. Uh, You can... Bet on win totals. You can bet on any Vikings game upcoming. They've got all the spreads up, which I don't know why you'd bet on a week eight game now, but you can, if you want, there's so much more (laughs) than you could ever imagine on bet online. You can bet on sports going on right now. WNBA and MLB. You can bet on golf or tennis or whatever the next UFC fight is. You can bet on all that stuff, build player props and even bet right in the middle of games. So head on over to betonline.net and get yourself a gramble, And that's Bet Online, where the game starts. All right. Hope y'all are ready to talk quarterbacks. I'm here with Mike Santagata from a uh, frequent contributor to Locked On Bengals and also a Sports Illustrator contributor uh, writing about the Bengals. Sports Illustrated contributor writing about the Bengals. Mike, how are you doing, buddy?
1: I'm doing great. How are you doing, Luke?
0: Good. Are you ready to talk about, tell me about Joe Burrow?
1: Yeah. Uh, All right. I studied up.
0: <laughs> are you familiar with joe burrow <laughs> um, okay <laughs> so this came up because of a tweet that i came across um last week that was essentially making the point it was people were trying to like comp- compare kirk cousins to joe burrow cuz of some qb rankings i don't care um like who's above i couldn't care less uh but The interesting thing to me was somebody saying, you know, well, how can you have Joe Burrow above Kirk Cousins? His pocket presence is supposed to be so good. Why does he take so many sacks? And I think the answer to that question is super interesting, and there's a lot we can learn from it. So let me just pose that question to you point blank. Joe Burrow took a lot of sacks. He is also famous for how he works the pocket. What gives, bruh?
1: (laughs) Yeah, so like the, the too long, I don't want to watch the rest of this segment is basically that he's, he's just a big game hunter is, is the big thing about it? Is
0: Yeah, a little greedy.
1: Instead of, yeah, instead of seeing the underneath thing and just – I'm not going to check the alert. I'm not going to, or like, I don't like the alert or whatever. I see Mm one-on-one coverage and it's a go ball and I'm not throwing that. I'm going to throw the flat route whenever that gets out there or something like that. Instead of seeing that and then seeing the flat route, like, yeah, the flat's open, but it's second and nine. Like I don't want to make it third and eight. So I'm going to try to roll out, escape this, and then try to throw the ball deep. And he has good pocket when you watch him. And I think a lot of people that watch him, I, I think that's the big difference with the, with uh the stats about it because the pressures turn turning the sacks, and then uh, the film of watching it, you're like, oh, he knows the pressure is there. Sometimes he a little bit overthinks his athleticism, but you know it happens. <laughs> but uh, most of the time, he's able to avoid the sack, get out there, and try to make a play, and that's really the difference. Um, because Cousins, well, I don't think he's super unathletic because I think I remember I was scouting him before Week One last year. I was like, he's really he can good he can scoot rolling yeah. left. Oh, he's phenomenal at throwing on the run.
0: Like the mechanics of him throwing like on the move are tops in the league. Like it's, there's a lot of people who can, who struggle with that. Like good quarterbacks. That's a hard thing to do. And that's his superpower. That's why they put him in the wide zone for his whole career. Yeah.
1: I specifically think rolling left because that's not your non-dominant hand. So you got to flip hips and you're you're flipping your
0: hips. Yeah. And it's like smooth as butter. Yeah. That's his superpower.
1: Yeah, he's not like a four, four, five guy, but he's like uh, he's got smooth hips and able to yeah. do that type of thing. But
0: and, like in scramble situations, he's been able to do it. It's that, but it's it's a mindset. It's the reluctance where like Joe Burrow gets a little greedy, right? And he takes himself into dangerous water, which means hey, you might get sacked doing this. But like you said, like it's second and nine. I don't want to you know set up a third and seven with a two yard pass. And I guess where I want to take this is comparing Joe Burrow to Kirk Cousins because they are very differently styled quarterbacks. And without trying to bog ourselves down in would we rank one above the other, that's not the conversation I want to have today. I just want to compare and contrast and point out things that are different about them that can just give us, I don't know, some insight into different styles of quarterback, and without trying to put it on a list, you know?
1: And I think part of this also starts with, the age difference too, right? Like maybe if Kirk Cousins was like two years out of college, and I know Joe Burrow mm-hmm. ruptured his whole knee, and he still doesn't care about <laughs> about taking right. hits. It's clear that
0: tw- that early twenties confidence that we all miss <laughs> that in yeah invincibility yeah. before you realize you're immortal.
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's when, it's when you when you play pickup all the time, then you get back, you're like, oh shoot, I'm hurt.
0: Yeah. So <laughs> you wake up in the morning uh, like I can't do that anymore. <laughs> I think Joe Burrow is
1: like 26. I think we're the same oh, age, is? but yeah, he um no. So yeah, he still has that confidence of like I'm mm-hmm. not getting hurt. I'm fine. I I'm going to put the team on my back. I'll take this hit. You know, I'll roll, I'll run and instead of sliding, I'll take a hit to my knee that's surgically reconstructed and all the fans gasp. That's fine. But Kirk Cousins is, what is he, 31? 33, I think. 33. I was, I was, yeah. You know.
0: That's QB's prime
1: nowadays. Yeah. <laughs> he's just getting up there. You know, Brady's playing yep. at like 49 or whatever he is. But, yeah. Uh, yeah. 33, 32, anywhere around that age, you're much more like you've been through it. And I don't know. There's a lot of, I'm going to preserve the body. I'm going to preserve the body, get the ball out. Sure. And he's a really smart guy. So he processes it quickly. He knows what's over. And you want hey, him to be doing it.
0: that like coach yeah. is going to say like don't take a hit you idiot we need you like yeah
1: it's a lot of uh, a coach that watches Kirk Cousins is probably the entire time going well maybe not the entire time maybe they want him to take the deep shot once in a while he doesn't do it but like they'll see him and they'll go okay i understand or like good good mm-hmm. decision well, well i think when zach taylor a lot of the time when he's watching joe burrow he's going no 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 yeah <laughs> yeah <laughs> <laughs> it's like the oh no's right into the roller coaster like "Woo, yeah 50 yard gain <laughs>
0: It, it that description gives me shades of, and this is this is not a perfect cop by any stretch of the imagination, but hopefully we can be adults here. As eh, kind of Farvey, like that, just oh, what are you doing? What are you do? okay? As a touchdown, I guess, like <laughs> <laughs> less,
1: less, uh, you know, it, it is Farvey in that he does not care about getting hit. I think it's not Farvey in uh, the, the comparison. I know B adults. I don't know if that's directed at the Vikings or if that's directed at me with, yeah, Brett Favre probably has about 10 times the arm strength that Joe Burrow
0: has. <laughs> well, yeah, he's got a crap load more arm strength. And also, Brett Favre is w- way less cautious with the football. Like, he, that was his whole thing yeah. he threw a million interceptions right. and he, like, he threw the most interceptions ever. I'm pretty sure that still stands. Um, yeah, yeah, like, so of course, not a one to one, but yeah, that mentality, mentality that. That kind of, I'm going to put the team on my back. I'm going to do what the plane needs me to do. And I think there's a difference there in Kirk Cousins is a lot more executing the script as it is written. He is not doing, like Joe Burrow is doing the thing that I've I've been trying to describe a lot on this show, which is the, like, kind of seeing the the, the field and the situation as a whole picture, and then making a choice within that, where... Cousins, you can give him if-thens, you know, you can give him if safety does this, you know, throw the hitch or whatever, and he'll execute those. He'll process it very quickly. He'll get the ball out. It'll be accurate. It'll be on time. It'll have enough velocity. He'll do everything you ask. Um, but Cousins is – it's it's an, a lot of individual thoughts in quick sequence rather than taking in an entire picture and then making a, a decision based on that, if, if that makes sense. It's, you know, okay, the one – like the first read, all right, the linebacker did that. So that means it's this. And so we're doing either the, the corner or the flat route because that first read brought me to smash. And now there's that, like, and it's all of those in, in rapid succession, but you're considering one and then you're putting it away and you're considering the next one. Then you're putting it away and you're considering the next one. And that's sort of uh, the the difference. And you're going to get a lot, it's just a lot more by the book. Yeah,
1: I think of it, uh, uh, I'll, I'll bring it up now, Is uh, I think of it as, uh, you know, the play itself could be considered like uh, a nice bass line to, <laughs> to a song. And Joe Burrow's out there, and he's got a sax. He's just doing
0: free-form jazz. Yeah, free-form you know, jazz. He's just, he's
1: just staying on the bass line. <laughs> You're going to bring
0: up jazz?
1: I was going to bring it up no matter what. <laughs> but he's playing free-form jazz out there, <laughs> throwing balls uh, Hitting the solos to Jamar Chase, Kirk Cousins, a bit more. You know, he's he's not going jazz. He's more like a concert saxophonist, concert so like, I pianist. Have to play like concert it's pianist. there's,
0: it's you know, Cousins. it's it's complex. There's a lot of sheet music. Like the sheet music is complex and it's difficult to play. And he's executing it, but you are not going off book.
1: Yeah, nobody wants to hear him play the p- the piano solo the same way they want to see Joe Burrow play the sax solo. Yeah, so you know. You want him to improv a little more, probably, but that's that's uh, what we think is just the improv out of structure stuff. It's just kind of like he just kind of does his own thing, but it's still in the rhythm of the offense and things like that.
0: Yeah, there's a method to the madness. I want to get deeper in the weeds with you um, because it's July and we can um, about like reads and quarterback stuff and been talking a lot about like what goes into a quarterback decision. So, San, stick around. We're gonna keep doing that. Back with Mike in just a little bit, but first, let me talk to you about. Built Bar. Built Bar is a protein bar that tastes like a candy bar, and their flavors ha- are ge- growing more and more degenerate and criminal by the day. But right now, it's the king. Coconut brownie chunk. I'm not even a coconut guy, and I even I admit, this is the goat. This is the number one. So go to Built.com and get it. It's coconut. Uh, They even have a like fluffy coconut filling and then chunks of brownie in there all covered in 100% chocolate like anything you get at Built.com. It's awesome. And it's low calorie, low sugar, high protein, absolutely delicious. So head on over to Built.com, use promo code LOCKED15, that's L-O-C-K-E-D-1-5, and get 15% off of your order. That's promo code LOCKED15 at Built.com. All right, we're here with Mike Santagata. <laughs> nailed it. I which I nailed it. All right, cool. Two for two. Uh, talking about Kirk Cousins versus Joe Burrow. Um, and, you know, we're not having the who's better conversation. In some situations, you don't want Joe Burrow to run out and get hit. You know, you're going to have a more durable quarterback Cousins way. But then, you know, when it's third and 14, maybe there's some there's situations. Who cares? Who cares? Who's better? Who cares about rankings? If you're dying for the quarterback ranking, you're not going to get one. All right. But I do want to go deep into the weeds. And talk about, um, because the Bengals are a, a pretty good allegory to where the Vikings are right now. They just took a McVeigh disciple, a relatively unknown one that hadn't been with McVeigh for a long time, um, plucked him off of the offensive staff. And now they're essentially trying to replicate the McVay thing. That's the track the Bengals have been on for the last three years. And lo and behold, they made it to a Super Bowl. So I want to go a little deeper in the weeds and kind of look and see, is, like, is this a roadmap for the Vikings? Um, and can it be a roadmap without them switching quarterbacks? Or do they have to? That's kind of like, and, and I'm talking long-term, like next three years, you know, Cousins is only under contract for two more. So um I guess, tell me about the general structure of how the offense, like what the offense does to maximize Joe Burrow.
1: Yeah, so that's going to start. And I think that Zach Taylor, he is a McVay disciple, but he had to do soul searching in Cincinnati. Like those two first years where they were crap, that that was a lot of what works, you know, like. And then Mm -hmm. the first year was basically like, I I am Sean McVay Jr. I'm going to run. Uh, you know, I'm going to run Yankee and Leak and outside all, all zone and yeah. outside zone. And it was terrible. They won two games or three games. Yeah, yeah, it's two games. And uh, so then the next year they get Joe Burrow. And this is, I mean, one g- quality about I think any, probably at this point, median, but is a good coaching quality. It's just you adapt to the talent around you. I think a lot of yeah. coaches do this now. It used to probably be a little bit less, you know, that's why. Less than I would like, hope. Uh,
0: There's still a lot of a lot of you're going to run my scheme kind of stuff. But
1: yeah, but not as bad as like 2001, where it's like, well, that guy's going yeah. to spread offense. We can't have him. here. Yeah. Uh, So they they adapt to the quarterback. So now they run a lot of New Orleans Saints, uh, LSU, spread type type stuff. But Mm -hmm. at his heart, he still has a bit of this McVay stuff in there. So it becomes this amalgamation of everything by the end of it. By the Super Bowl, I mean, they're getting under center, and they can run wide zone, although they're more spread out than McVeigh. They've completely abandoned the idea of being condensed and making the wide receivers block. Well,
0: they're like team empty, right?
1: Yeah, well, a a bit, although that gets them killed sometimes, so they get out of it. Yeah. (laughs) they they are very spread team empty 3 by 2 empty all that stuff. So I think O'Connell and he's probably going to try to do McVay stuff his first year just because it is such a feeling out and I'm sure mm-hmm. a first time head coach like it's just that's what's going to come easy to you. You know like that's And that's then, what he
0: did with Cousins in 2017. They were all in Washington together with McVay. So he's that's definitely a familiar place for like everybody.
1: Yeah. So and I th- I think that's that's where you have to start there. The Cousins thing is if it's working, I don't, I don't think you have to move on. That's the nice thing about cousins, but if he can look at cousins and let's say the team finishes worse than they expect just by either variability or maybe injuries or something like that, and you're picking a spot and you can get a guy, well, then you get the guy. I think you probably still try that you're, you're a new coaching staff. So like, why don't you get a guy that you think you can tailor everything around? Whereas Kirk cousins, I don't know about like, you can't tailor everything around him, but, you know, the wide zone will take you, but at the end of the day, in in my opinion, I think you kind of do want at least a little bit more of the improv, the Mm -hmm. jazz solos, those type of things, because when you have a perfect, perfectly called defensive play and they have everything covered, what's the answer for you when you are uh, Mm -hmm. Kirk cousins, other than hitting the check down on, because if it's third and nine and they just perfectly cover it, what's your answer? Joe Burrow, this will run all that stuff.
0: All like you're yeah. not going to get through a season without having some third and longs. Like this will happen. And those third and longs, the teams that can convert them are going to have this huge advantage versus the teams that, you know, throw a safe six yard pass and trot off the field and punt. Um, and yeah. And I guess that's uh, like at the crux of kind of what I've been saying, like you, a, a lot of the biggest, like staunchest Kirk cousins, defenders I'll talk about like his surroundings weren't good enough. And like, yeah, there were problems on the offensive line. There were problems with the play calling and all that stuff. Yeah. We all agree, let's fix that, right? Um, but even if you make those things good, you're going to have third and longs. You're going to have situations where it's second and nine, and the option is a dangerous pass that would convert or a safer one that sets up third and seven. And where you go, like, that's where I feel like Kirk Cousins and Joe Burrow will take different paths. Um, and maybe for better or worse in both of them, right? You're not going to have one of those things will not be better 10 out of 10 times. Um and so, yeah, like, with, with that style of play, how far does that take you when, you know, you're in December and January and everything's on the line and it's, you know, fourth down and ten, or, you know, or it's, it's you know, two-minute drill. You need a touchdown. It's third down and ten. Are you going to set up a fourth down and seven? Or are you going to try to convert something for a fourth down and ten? Um that that's the mentality, I guess.
1: I would also give Kirk Cousins a little bit more credit than I think I did. I think I disparaged him a little too much. I think if you think of the guys that keep things on track that have made Super Bowls, like Jared Goff and Jimmy Garoppolo, he's much better. So, like, if they've made Super Bowls with those things and you know great mm-hmm. sur- surroundings, Kirk Cousins would have won those games. To me, I think if he's put in those spots, he wins those games, and then he wins a Super Bowl. So, like, it's certainly possible. I know that's a, a topic that probably comes up with Vikings. uh, twitter podcast type things all the time is like can you win sure. the Super Bowl with kirk Cousins? yeah and you can you certainly can and uh what i'm just saying is can o'connell and i don't know it's hard to teach new uh, old dog new tricks he's got the athleticism a little bit can you get him to just open up the mentality a little bit more right or do you need it, or do you need the script to work perfectly and mm-hmm. there is a way that you win and the script just works because kirk cousins will keep the the team going on script better than joe burrow will i think And if you ask me like under center, oh, for sure. if, they're, if they're trying to just, you know, we're trying to run four minute offense and bleed the clock as we score this touchdown, I would probably trust Kirk Cousins to do that more. Just like he's going to get everything on time.
0: He's going <laughs> to when, when you get situational, he gets real weird. It's like in all situations, but he's referred to himself as like a point guard before. Like, yeah, yeah I will just I'm an executor. Like I will just get through the thing that I'm instructed to do and, I, and I'll do it, you know, 99 percent exactly as you imagined it. And that's fine um and then it's it's when you're not in a nice comfy situation and i'm not talking about you know having great excited exciting surrounding talent you can have that and then still be in a second and nine how do you do this to set yourself up for for success um so I guess yeah, that's it's it's O'Connell saying, and he when he came in, that basically is the pitch, is him saying I can do that, I can get Kirk Cousins to open it up. Um, quieted mind is the the words that he's been using. I, I quarterback with a quieted mind, where not only am I helping him feel a little more comfortable and trying to, you know, execute a system that's going to give him more opportunities than whatever Clint Kubiak was trying to run out of the dusty, like, coffee-stained pages of his dad's playbook he could steal out of the back of his car. Um, But, like, so it should be better opportunities and all that, but also helping him, like, feel protected and helping him... um, And not necessarily... Not only be protected, but, like, feel protected. You know, you don't want him to start to... uh, rush his process just because there's only five men in protection and gosh, I'm so used to getting sacked when they, when it's a five man, you know, (laughs) Like, like actually helping him feel protected. And maybe that does mean extra men in protection or something, but some of that is just like a mentality and making him feel, okay, you're getting beat up. All right. We're just going like seven across every time now.
1: Yeah, I think it's just you have to make him feel comfortable enough that he opens up a bit more, and he could just open up that improvisational type thing. Because, like I said, he's got the athleticism to it. Like we talked about, rolling left, rolling yeah. right, he could throw on the run, he could do all that. I don't know how he is escaping sacks, whatever. You know, just don't get touched.
0: Yeah, <laughs> just, right.
1: Just run out. He's not.
0: You. <laughs> yeah, and and his move is not like he's got some highlights where he's done it, but he's not a frequent like work the pocket, find the space, you know, the beanbag drill, like that's what you see like on Joe Burrow's highlight reel is that he stays in the pocket, but he works it and he evades and stuff like that. Oh, Cousins, do
1: the, the very dramatic, uh, you know, spinning out, juking, roll, like very sure. dramatic escaping of the pocket too. I don't know. The it's, Houdini it's stuff, yeah. yeah. The Houdini stuff too.
0: Yeah, but you get with, with Cousins, it's a lot more either, I mean, if pressure is coming... Uh, for him, he, it's it's he's firing it. Like he gets, he just gets rid of it. It's the the Drew Brees school of thought. Somebody's coming. It's just the ball's gone. You can't touch me. Drawn uh, some roughings that way too. Uh, so look, um, God, we could have this conversation for like an hour because I think this is interesting. Just that that improvisational stuff. When it's appropriate and when it, um, you know, we sort of centered the the conversation on it being a good thing when Joe Burrow does it and not a good thing when when Kirk Cousins doesn't do it. But there's lots of situations where it's the other way. We could talk about all that and stuff. Uh, but instead, Mike, just d- d- tell the people where they can find you. Everybody should be following you and all your work and your writing and stuff. So go go plug it.
1: Yeah, it's mostly just follow my Twitter. I promote just about everything there at Bengals underscore Sands. Um, but yeah, a uh, lot of stuff. A lot of off-season content now, offensive line Mm -hmm. highlights, uh, whatever else is going on in life. (laughs) But then (laughs) season starts. If you want to keep up, Bengals should be exciting. So there'll probably be exciting highlights to look at.
0: Defending AFC champion Bengals, baby. (laughs) All right, Mike, thank you so much. Thanks again to Mike for giving us the time. Talk a little Joe Burrow and stuff. Um, He's great. Seriously, go follow him. His work is awesome. You'll learn about the game. I will see you all next week. And as always, Skull.